When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, alongside of Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm okay. Um, we touched on this subject Pretty much wall to wall on Garage Logic today, but I also wanted to bring it up on our show, however briefly, uh, because of a couple of things, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, but we got an email. We're talking about the situation that uh, developed yesterday in Burnsville, a horrific situation in which two police officers sadly lost their lives, and also a paramedic on the scene treating an injured officer also lost his life, and. I want to bring this up because yesterday my son was playing a basketball tournament at Lakeville South High School early in the morning. Had to get up. As you know, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. Got to get up early. Got to get to the game. Game starts at 8, which means you got to get to the gym by 730. And there's you know Lakeville South High School. This just in is yeah, a massive, massive high school. school yeah. So and I walked in on the wrong side. So they had River Valley Church was on this side. Mm-hmm. I asked some old woman. I'm so sorry. Do you know where the gymnasium is? And she looked at me and said, no. <laughs> and so anyway, so we finally get over to to the gym and one of the guys that um, coaches with with me looked really rattled and I had no idea what was going on. You know, I'm, I'm just I, I woke up, took a shower, got my kiddo some breakfast and off we went. Right. So I have no idea what had happened and what was going on. And I and this particular gentleman who I've known for a couple of years now, he's a law enforcement officer with uh, the Bloomington Police okay. Department. I'm not going to mention his name because that doesn't sure. that doesn't really matter. Uh, but he was called in. He was waiting for the call because they were unsure of you know how the situation was developing, mm-hmm. and you know he wasn't know he he was unaware of how he was supposed to go in and assist with the with the not the investigation, but just the situation. Sure, what's going on? Yeah, and it just kind of goes to show you, like, I'm just some dummy that's on a podcast, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's people out there that have got real jobs and, yeah. and, and really, yeah. really matter. And so it kind of, we were all kind of, we were rattled, you know? We kinda, sure. we, we didn't say anything to the kids for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, but uh, I was talking to both his wife and then my father, who was a retired law enforcement officer, and everyone is just kind of saying the same thing, where it's, why do we, why do we live in this world like this? Why, sure. why does this stuff happen here? Like you, you, this was something you never worried about, you know, thirty years ago, mm-hmm. or, or even even longer stretches than that. Sure, there was always danger and there was always sure. things, but this kind of situation, I don't know for whatever reason, is really, really hard for me to to, to grasp because yes. it's Burnsville. Yeah, you know what I mean. And not so, just Burnsville; it's just it's just senseless. It's completely, just completely senseless. senseless. Completely senseless. Yeah. And so I wanted to share this email, and I'm not going to mention the person's name, but it's such a good email that it's worth it's worth bringing up again. I've been a longtime listener of Garage Logic ever since I was a young boy in the '90s, listening to you on the radio with my dad on his various construction sites, helping pick up nails or carry lumber for him. 
I am a co-worker of Adam Finseth, the local fire medic killed this past weekend, meaning yesterday, and worked closely with the two officers killed as well. I just wanted to share with you a few observations over the last 24 hours. They often speak of brotherhood in the fire service and on the police force, and in those times of moral and ethical decay that feels all the more true, not only do we find ourselves isolated from the normals of civilian life, as we see the darkest side of man on a daily basis, but we are also on an island of our own as time and time again mentally deranged serial abusers, drug and alcohol addicts are spun out back on the street from jails and hospitals in a matter of hours. Our society seems hell-bent on making our streets and our neighborhoods less safe. The system is completely broken. DAs and prosecutors failing to charge properly. Mental health beds and facilities operating on bare-bones budgets. We are fighting a losing battle. But there are still men and women putting on their uniform every single day and fighting the good fight, facing the evils of this world head-on. Seeing all the police officers and firefighters come together today, meaning yesterday, gave me a ray of hope. The brotherhood is strong. These people are truly heroes, and it is an honor to stand alongside them. As difficult as today has been, it was an overwhelming expression of support to see every overpass full of fellow firefighters, paramedics, law enforcement, and civilians standing at attention and holding American flags. As we drove our fallen brothers away from the hospital, we felt the love. And we saw the glimmer of humanity that is still in all of us. I ask you for prayers for the little ones without a father tonight, the wives who are now widows, and the countless broken hearts and lives. Please pray for all the police officers and firefighters that lost their brothers today. God bless you all. Here's why this email, and I responded to this particular gentleman about, I wanted, I liked, I loved this email so much that I wanted to post it for others to be able to share Mm. and like and comment to know that. To let this person know and others know, man, I'm with you. My my heart aches for what happened yesterday Absolutely. because I know, and again, I know I'm biased because I'm the son of a, of a retired police officer, but I can't even imagine waking up, going to work with that kind of tension and, and angst that riddles you throughout the course of your workday, yeah. right? And not just your workday, the rest of your life, yeah. right? Um, it, it's interesting that you used, I know I'm biased, that you said, I know I'm biased. Do you have to be biased to feel horrible? I guess that not. Two police, I mean, yeah, is it right. weird that you would have to even say that? But I, I get why you did. Don't get me wrong. But it's what an interesting world we live in that this is so... That something like that would have to be said, right? Yep. That yeah. that we have to feel, you know, I have uh, some close relatives that are, are policemen, mm-hmm. and one of them said, he can't sit in a restaurant with his back to the door. He can't sit at yep. a bar on a bar stool because he's like, I don't know who's behind me. And, you know, I said, does that happen in your small town? He goes, yep, happens every single place I go into. I can't even imagine. Right? Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's not fun. And he has a wife and a beautiful child and all that stuff. And he's thinking to himself, okay, where's the threat in this place, Right. And I said to him, uh, quit, right? Quit. Don't be this guy. And he's so committed to serving and so committed to helping people. That's why he did it, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, he was doing that when he was seven years old. He wanted to be a policeman. Uh-huh. He's like, I want to be, you know, catch bad sure, guys and sure. help people. And, you know, he didn't do it so he could go crack skulls. He did it to serve people. So when he, And when that's I, why this, that whole entire narrative is so damning and frustrating to mm-hmm. someone I'm sure and I'm I'm not the only one that feels that way because you don't get it. You don't really understand that okay, then let's just remove that 
that element of our society, and mm. then let's see what's going to happen. See what happens, yeah. You know, because I got Complete news for utter you. lawlessness. Yeah. It, it'll yeah. it'll be utter mayhem. Yeah, it'll be yeah. utter mayhem in the streets. And that was kind of I had a couple of different conversations with members of law enforcement yesterday, just ones that I know personally, and then just all of a sudden happened upon a couple of others that I did not know. And I and the common theme was basically, Mike, what in the hell are police forces going to look like in ten years? We're already seeing. That happened in Minneapolis right now where they don't have enough to be able to combat the crime that's going on. I mentioned this earlier, but it's worth repeating right now. The state of Louisiana, and I don't have the governor's name in front of me. This happened late last week. I can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday last week. They And I believe the governor of Louisiana is a retired uh, military. Is okay. He's either got a military background or he was a law enforcement officer. I, forgive me, I don't have it in front of me. They had to declare a state of emergency because crime has spun out of control to such a degree. Mm -hmm. They do not have enough feet on the ground to help this. That's a problem. That is a problem. And it's going to continue to happen. And what are police forces going to look like in 10 years when the likes of the particular people that I was talking to yesterday just say, you know what? Um, The good isn't outweighing the bad anymore. And I've got a wife and kids to get home to. Sure. And that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's going to become younger right? Because the the older guys that are 30 and 40 are not going to be cops anymore. So we're going to have less experienced people being cops, men and women. They're going to have less to lose, right? Because they're not going to have families. And, you know, it is a thing of supply and demand. As soon as we demand that our supply increases, we'll increase their pay and more people will say, I'm going to become a cop, right? I can make a hundred grand or whatever a cop could make, you know, when, when things are good and they're not working 80 hours a week and, and they can have this life balance. So the market will get cops back in. I really do feel that way because okay. I, I believe that there's somebody who's 18 right now who's not really thinking about what's happening in society. Yeah. And when they're done with college at 21, they say, oh, I might want to be a cop. It's a good career. Uh, and this developed after the uh, posting of the Garage Logic podcast. So I, the other reason I wanted to bring up this story again was so that we can get this on our show. Uh, And this is according to now officially the Star Tribune. The man suspected of fatally shooting two police officers and a fire department medic before taking his own life early Sunday at a home in Burnsville was identified Monday as a 38-year-old who has one serious criminal conviction on his record, along with accusations of violent outbursts against two women with whom he shared children. Shannon Cortez Gooden was convicted of second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon stemming from a from 2007 when he brandished a knife and threw rocks at his victim during a fight in a Burnsville shopping center parking lot. His identity as a shooter was confirmed to the Star Tribune today by a source who was briefed about the investigation. Gooden's conviction was eventually reduced from a felony to a misdemeanor because Gooden abided by the terms of his probation. While this order restored his right to vote, he was still barred from for life from owning firearms. In August of 2000, 2020, excuse me, Gooden petitioned the court in vain to regain his right to own a gun, explaining that he wanted to protect himself and his family, according to court records. Gooden pointed out to the court that he has not been convicted of any further serious crimes, has taken anger management and parenting classes, advanced his education, maintained steady employment in the auto repair business for many years, and provided for his long-term girlfriend, her two children, and his five children. The Dakota County Attorney's Office countered that along with the assault conviction. Uh, Gooden has had additional encounters with police involving assaults, disorderly conduct, and numerous traffic violations, demonstrating a continued disregard to obey that law. So um, 
yeah, it was probably a good idea that he didn't have that right restored. But unfortunately, in this day and age, that really doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. If you're if you're wanting to do something, you can get a gun, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a it's an alarming story. I feel horrible for everyone involved. Yep. You know, everyone involved, and it's um, I I don't know if I'm going to say this right that it's cowardly to do what he did, right? It, it's it's because cowardly is not the right word for it because it's something much greater than cowardly. But if you don't want to have your life anymore. Go ahead and end your life. Make make right? that step one. Yeah, you, you yeah you do that. Don't do. You don't need to ruin the lives. You don't of need to destroy yep. destroy other people. Right. I mean, what a. And again, I'm going to say cowardly, and that's not a powerful enough word. Right. There, there's some other way to but say you're it. Right. Yes. But it's just a cowardly yeah. thing to do. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're living on the edge and and life's not treating you well, don't do this. Right. Don't do this. That's not the answer to get you out of what you what you're in. Well, and that, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I really almost went down a really bad path. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't want to because, again, I just I only wanted to mention this because that particular piece of news did it's develop after yeah. the uh, after the uh, after the show of Garage Logic and before we started to, to do our show. But um, God bless uh, all of you out there that continue to make us safe, because I I. I hope that a lot of those people know that whether they're in law enforcement, first responders, whatever, I hope they hear from enough people to realize that there's way more of us mm. than there are of the ones that, that don't mm. want you around. Yeah, we I, can give them a lot know. of thoughts and prayers, Reavers, but when someone shoots at them, yep. thoughts and prayers it, it, don't it do it. It doesn't right? matter. And, so, that's, and um, that's the thing because one of the uh, police officers I was talking to yesterday just basically said, I don't think enough people realize, like, how bad some of the mental stability of a lot of people are, sure. is right now. Well, you I, see it on the streets. I mean, you see it driving down University Avenue the on the way here. The venom, just yeah. everyone is the, just the on complete edge. craziness, right? The, yes. What drugs are doing to people and desperations doing to people. It's not good. No, it's not good. It's and, a bad combination. You're it's right. a it's yep. a horrible combination. And and there are answers, right? You can't allow people to live on the streets. That's one of the answers, right? You can't allow people to be just addicted to drugs living on the streets and saying. And we have the opinion like, oh, they need. To have their own free will. It's like, nope, well, they don't. These people not, are are hurting themselves. This is, and it's not going to help foster a civilized society. Yes. This is not rocket no. science. No, it's just not that difficult to mm. figure out. And unfortunately, we don't have enough people in places of power to see that. Yeah. Or even if they do, and maybe realize that, they're going to say, "Well, that's not what my constituents want to hear." Well, then, sorry, you get what you're, you're you get what you're asking you, you for. You get what then. you vote for. I, right? I'm, I'm I'm sorry, and I hate feeling that way because I know there are people who want what. A lot of us want, sure, and, but they're kind of outnumbered at this point. Yeah, so. it's it's definitely a weird thing that you and I might think the same on a lot of things. Sure, but there is an equal and opposite person not listening to this show that has the exact opposite view of that. Sure, it says, "Well, let people live on the streets." What do you mean? You know, of course they should have the right to live on the streets. And I know living on the streets is not the situation we're talking about. I'm just taking one societal thing that I find that we could fix. But right? I was telling Joe, I'm glad you said that though, Mike, because I was telling Joe when he first got here this morning. You know, he sat down and we just both looked at you like, we, we can't believe this is happening. Sure. And I said, Joe, it, I, I do think what happened yesterday is somehow directly related to the the grander picture of what's going on. Where And this is the worst part about this story to me anyway. I didn't find it shocking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. I, I found it unsettling. Yes. Yeah. That this would, Horrific. But I didn't mm-hmm. find it shocking. Yeah. And that to me 
is so sad yeah. that that didn't shock me. Mm-hmm. It, it was like I said, it was extremely unsettling. It, you know, just how close in proximity I personally live to to Burnsville, yes. Minnesota. But it it wasn't shocking to me. Do we have? I mean, is there ever going to be a day where there's massive rioting for a situation like this? Probably where where we say, hey, we need more police. We need to. Go down and stand in front of the courthouse. Are you and saying say, like the George Floyd situation again? I, I, I'm not saying? trying to make light of that, and I'm not trying to. No, add, but I'm asking, parallel, are you but, saying but something in, of that in magnitude? In a sense, right? So the you know the George Floyd situation, horrific situation. Nothing was good about that, right? right? right. And but this is also a horrific situation. Should a group of us that believe this that there's an answer to fix this, should we be the ones standing in front of the courthouse saying, "What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Why is somebody?" And I I don't know the particulars on this gentleman who did this. I don't know the particulars on it. And I call him a gentleman because I don't know, right? He's he's not a gentleman in my book, but just for decorum's person, sake, I'm, yep, I'm just yep. saying saying a gentleman. But we don't know what his backstory is. I don't know all of it. You read, read me one paragraph. That's how much I know of him. But we do know of other stories where people are in and out the door. And do we need to have a riot to say, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing the the kid who steals 10 cars and says, oh, by the way, and then walks out of the courthouse, steals another car and drives away. So like, when are we going to say that's that's not happening anymore? Yeah. Right? Unfortunately, it's not going to stop happening until we elect people that are going to run on basically the campaign. And I think, you know, Joe keeps talking about this reckoning, you mm-hmm. know, and and because and, he's termed it differently from the awakening, because I don't think the awakening is going to necessarily happen. But enough people, I think, that we're kind of in the middle here that, you know, want to see the good parts of both sides of the eye and saying, this this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, we, we can't live like this anymore. Yeah, but we can't do it by raising our hands and saying, hey, this doesn't work. I'm going to write a strongly worded message. Maybe we have to be the ones yelling for a while. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Maybe maybe someone else maybe. needs to say, hey, we, yeah, we're going to start screaming for a little bit. We're going to start uh, uh, pushing on barricades. Right. I'm not advocating no, that. Not. I'm not. But something has to give. Are you ready for a complete left turn, Let's which is one of the things that I love yeah, about our that, show? That's one nice thing about the weekly scramble is we can talk about a lot of things. Yeah. Right? So we're going to go from an incredibly serious subject to something probably moronic. And so <laughs> I stumbled across this particular video, I want to say maybe a week or two ago. And I said, oh, dear God, this is so up Mike Sally. So what? I, go ahead and take your yeah. drink of water, but yeah, I do no, need, I need you to, to put your headphones yep. on. And so this video surfaced, like I said, a couple of weeks ago. And it has to do with a young woman who was going out on a blind date. Nice. And go, very pretty pretty girl. Sure. Seems, seems just like the kind of guy, if you were a single guy, you'd love to go on a date on. And... Um, <laughs> The video is pretty funny, so I want you to take take close attention because I know I know this is going to strike a reaction out of you. I was just stood up on a date and it was the most humiliating experience ever. Story time, met this guy on a dating app and he immediately asked me out on a date to a specific restaurant. He confirmed day of, I get to the restaurant and see that he's nowhere to be found. Aww. So I reach out, no response. I check the app and notice that he unmatched me. 
At that point, I was a little confused and I was kind of pissed because I was already dressed and I got all the way there. And because I had put in so much effort, I thought I might as well just have a meal while I am in the building. And it wasn't until I got home when I was scrolling Facebook and I saw a very similar story from a girl at that same restaurant who also got stood up. Oh, she no. found out that there are restaurants now posing as people on dating apps just so you go to their business and once you get stood up they know that probably nine times out of ten that you're gonna buy something from them I was- oh oh reavers tell me that's not true not only is it true but in that the particular video that i found on social media there's other videos that are very similar to that so let me start by saying this first off, because you know it's been so long since I have been in that mm. world. Like, I don't know anything about the dating apps and how they work sure. and all that crap. But I, I kind of have to hand it to the restaurant. Oh no! No, no, but, no okay, you hold do on. not. I I don't want some. And again, she, I'm going to guess she's probably in her late twenties, early thirties, okay. right? And she she's a she's a pretty girl. And she got dressed up, got stood up, and she's oh, I'm going. I kind of got to give it a little bit of credit to the restaurant. Let me tell you why that's That's, not true. Okay. Why the whole story is fake. Oh, so I fell for a deep fake. You fell for a total fake story. You know why? Why? So you know how much harder it is to get a woman to agree to come on a date? That restaurant, if they were doing it, could have 6,000 guys sitting at that restaurant all by themselves or three pretty girls. So you would have to be a marketing genius to be able to whittle down to the pretty girl to get her to come by yourself or, or... You could match with 8,000 dudes and say, I'm going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Roseville at 2 o'clock. Who wants to come here? And 6,000 guys would show up. So if if they're doing it purely as marketing, why wouldn't you use the moronic chip of men to say, She's told me I could be there. I'm but, there. Okay, let's then. Okay, I, I this is exactly right. Why, you, you this see is why. why I love why why I can I can throw something like this at you. But if you're let's say a high end restaurant, okay, you know, great. And this is not a rip on Buffalo Wild Wings. No well, one I loves mean, some B Dubs more yeah, than me. I love them. But if you're a high end restaurant, this just in. When COVID hit and everything shut down, all of these restaurants were in real real big trouble. So who knows if this video. You know, surface from two years ago, whatever. Sure. But some of these high end restaurants aren't going to get the guy to specifically show up at because this is going to sound mm. really sexist, and I don't mean it to come across that way. Oftentimes, a man would will offer to buy dinner, right? Absolutely. And so yeah. I'm thinking, well, the, she's going to think inherently, well, he, he maybe either we're going to split the check, you know, go Dutch or. He's going to pick up the tab. So if I show up, you know, I might get. Sure. Does that make sense? It does. You're, I'm, but not, and I'm, I'm not really. I'm not really conveying that message do well. Anything. But. Right. Oh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I, I had been on those dating apps before I met my beautiful wife. Sure. Right. And um, as you scroll through, you you sometimes make a match and sometimes don't. And so after, like, I'd go meet somebody uh, at a date. Right. And I I, I, I want to be clear on this. I never had a bad time. Right. I think it's because I have a positive disposition. Right. I'm just, oh, I'm glad to meet you. Hopefully, you know, we didn't have a love connection, obviously, but X, Y, Z. Yeah, great, great. And I, I made some really nice, met some really nice people that way. But the experience for a woman is so incredibly different because they match with every single man if they're pretty. Because the man says, well, of course, I'm going to swipe the positive way right, for you. Right, I can't remember right. which one it is. Let's say swipe right. I'm going to do it. So when they turn on their app and they find someone that they like and they swipe, it's a match. And then two minutes later, if they find the next guy, it's a match. 
right? But for a man, it's a match in one in a hundred or one in 50 or whatever it is, depending on how big a stud you are. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I was just one in a thousand. <laughs> oh God, but but the, the difference is, is a pretty girl, everybody goes ahead and swipes her. Every man does. So they have a totally different experience. So I would love to think that anything on the internet is real. This one, I'm going to... We should Dang put it. it. In. I, I, I could see it the total other way, Reverse. I could see a total other way where a restaurant says, hey, we're going to get some guys here. Let's do it. All it takes is one pretty girl, and she'd match with 500 guys. They could have 500 guys there. Actually, that would be a really fun show. Catfish, so when, wait, the, 500 guys to a bar. The Frat Pack Catfish 500. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Here, here we go. You're we could say, just see what we could do with the Frat the, Pack. The, the, the dating app version of the Frat yeah, Pack. Yeah, well, let's not, let's not confuse the Frat Packers yeah, I know, on I know, that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That is a really, really uh, interesting thing. I hope it's fake. I hope I, I, all that stuff is fake. It's got to be, right? And, you know, and I'm the cynical one. Yeah. I, I'm the one that always says to Joe, no, this is not real. This yeah, is fake. this can't be true. This Dang cannot, it. yes. Yeah, but you're probably right. I, I probably am right because logic would say you have to, you know what, what they say, uh, um, you know, only shoot while the ducks are flying, right? The ducks aren't flying. Pretty girls aren't flying around. You can't just you can't just grab the I fish in the barrel if I'm going to use another idiom, right? You just cross, yeah, you cross both those paths yeah, at the same time. Yeah, you like that? I did. Um, all right, you have a statistic for me, and I am well, here to receive said statistic. Okay, you had basketball with your kids all weekend long. Yep. Well, right? just, just yesterday. Just yesterday. I'll, I'll be I, on a full day of basketball and baseball practice. I drove to Omaha, Nebraska this weekend. Oh, boy. To a volleyball tournament. Okay. Drove with my girls down there, and then my ex-wife is driving them home right now, in fact, driving them back. Back. And I was sitting in my hotel room that it's it's a fortune because there's 10,000 people there for this thing. And the yep. hotel room is attached to the convention center where the kids play. Yep. And I was listening to this, this stat and said, you spend 19 years of your life with your child, meaning you have them at home for 18 years. And then the rest of their entire life, you only spend roughly one year of time with them. Wow. Think that out. So as I was kind of... Unless they live at home until uh, they're 30. Yes. But even then, right, it's still, I mean, very seldom do kids do that. Some kids nowadays, I mean, maybe you get 21 years, maybe you get 20 years, maybe you wow. get a little bit more, right? Okay. But the cumulative time spent with your child after they go off to college is less than one year for the remainder of your life. That's crazy. Isn't that just a... So as I was sitting there at this tournament... And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sitting on these freaking bleachers for six hours and my yep. back is breaking. I'm thinking, what luck that I have them today yep. and I'm experiencing some of this first 18 years of their life. And then I thought, what can I do to paralyze them as children so they never <laughs> want to move out so I could keep them much longer? I mean, I know there's uh, statistical differences. Like, you know, I, I, I think of myself, if I wouldn't have worked with my dad, right? I spent a ton of time with my father, sure, yeah. um, but I moved out at 18, like right after we graduated from high school, I moved out. And, you know, I see my parents a lot, but if I didn't work with my father, I would have seen him a couple times a week. If I would have moved out of town, I would have seen him a couple times a year, wow. which is just sad and weird to think. And I know you're a softie and you're a crier. So late tonight, when you sit down and t tell your lovely wife this stat, you're going to be balling together. No, here's what's great. I, I was actually thinking about, I should bring this up next time she says something to annoy me. Yeah, there you go. Say, you know, I was reading something the other day and I didn't realize this until just now. And then just watch her not. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll share a funny story. Uh, yesterday, long day. Oh God, my son's gonna kill me for bringing this up. That's okay. He's uh, not gonna no, listen. No, nobody. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't listen. So, you know, and he's he's twelve. Mm. So he, there's some kids that are 
starting to go through the the big get, change that happened. Last right? the chest hair, and right? So he uh, he got we got home. It's you know, eight thirty last night. I'm starving and I'm hungry and I quite literally just want to go to bed. Like mm. I'm just I'm done. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And so I go upstairs and he's standing in in his bathroom, which happens to be between. Uh, the two boys' bedrooms, right? Mm-hmm. The bathroom is right in the middle. And door was open, so I wasn't invading his sure. privacy. And I kind of walked, and he had the you know, had the towel. He was done with the yeah, shower. He had yeah. the towel around his waist. And I said, what are you doing, buddy? He had his right arm in the air. Yeah. And he said, Dad, look. Yeah. I have an armpit here. Yeah. And I said, oh, sweet Jesus. That's the best. <laughs> I, That's, I remember that I like it was yesterday for me. to the point where I said, why don't you go tell your mom and your little brother? <laughs> yeah. Go show, go show everybody. Right. Did you put um, that on? Uh, um, no, I, I I wouldn't do that. I just wanted to share it with you know twenty five thousand people. But I that's I just, really sweet though. That's it, a sweet it, story. It, it was pretty funny because it was one of those moments where you know you're exhausted, you're tired, mm-hmm. but it's like okay, he's still a kid. Sure. Right. You know? Now just keep an eye on all of like the. Sears catalogs that come to your house, yeah, or the Victoria's Secrets catalog. Just keep an eye on those. Get those into the I, trash can I as soon as I, you possible. I think okay. I've shared this with you, but I, I I have the rule with my two boys, mm. and it is, you can ask me anyway. any question you want, and I am not going to make fun sure. of you. I promise, you know, because I want them to know that. No, I, I will make fun of you behind your back, mm-hmm. and I will share some of this on my show that I deem uh, reasonable, but I will not make fun of you. I promise you I won't do that, because I don't want them to think that I'm going to in any way use this against no. them. No. Yeah. Yeah, so. you can't do that. Because even, like yesterday, you know, you were just talking about that stat, my uh, my brother and sister-in-law and my niece came to one of his games yesterday, and she, you know, we were just, you know, chit-chatting after the game and whatnot. And, and you know, their kids are older. Uh, my my niece is now a senior in high school, and her brother is older and out of high school. Mm-hmm. And they basically looked at me, like, knowing I was exa- going, sure. we miss it. You know, we missed the we, we missed, missed the, the hustle. Time, yeah. We missed the Saturday we got to run to here, and then Sunday we got to go to there. And, and, and I get it, and I'll probably feel the same way once they kind of grow out of all this. But, yeah, it's... It's that time of the year, man, where you're just running from this to that to this to that. It was really interesting at these tournaments. Some people are really on the ball. Like, our kids play on court 59 at 2 o'clock. They're playing the third seed. And I'll turn to somebody and say, hey, when do they play next? And they're like, don't you have the app? And I'm like, I do. I do. But I just saw 700 messages come through on that app, like the joint app that everyone was talking. So I didn't read any of them. Can you just tell me when the next game is? And I I feel horrible. No, no. I'm... In fact, I'm one of the coaches with a lot of their teams, Mm -hmm. and I tell her, meaning my wife, just tell me where I need to go. Tell me what time I need to be there. I'm going to rely on you for this. So then when I get somewhere in the, well, didn't you see? I I didn't. I didn't. Uh, That's her job. She says, go here at this particular time, because I just can't keep up with all of that stuff. It's too much. Have you been to Omaha? I've driven through on which Dumb Dumb Run was it? I think it was the Dumb Dumb Run from here to San Diego and back. Okay. I, I think I went down that way because I was going to do... Because doesn't 169 go through Omaha? 80. 80. Or 80. Yep. Okay, yep. I I thought maybe 169 went down that way. But anyway, I remember go, just driving through Omaha on one of them, and I, but I didn't stop. I All thought. I know is that Omaha actually pisses me off. Why is that, <laughs> Because Mike? it's a super nice town with this great little downtown that has restaurant after bar after candy factory and uh, a mini putting golf course, a luminary thing, uh, this 
all of this stuff in their little town. And I, it's funny because we went to brunch one morning and I was talking to this bartender and I said, hey, I'm from Minneapolis, St. Paul. And she goes, oh, I, I was from St. Paul. Oh. And I said, oh, she was actually from Osseo or something. And I, I was telling her this joke how Omaha kind of pisses me off because it's so cool, yet it's Omaha. <laughs> and I said, it's too bad St. Paul doesn't have anything like that. And she said, well, you know, the, the Cathedral Hill area does. And I'm like, well, the Cathedral Hill area has like five bars and a coffee shop, right? It doesn't have blocks and blocks of this stuff. Right. And West 7th doesn't have blocks and blocks of it. And downtown Minneapolis kind of does, but it's not the same anymore. And she's like, yeah, it doesn't have what we have. And I thought, how weird is that to think that, I mean, if Omaha can't be the butt of one of our jokes, what kind of town are we? Right, they should be able to be a butt of one of our jokes, and they're not. It's a great, great little town. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to rip your town, meaning St. Paul. But sure. you know what else St. Paul doesn't have? What doesn't it have? People. People. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a few. I mean, that that downtown St. Paul doesn't. Right. Well, I re- uh, I think I told you the story when I went to the Eagles concert. It was a Friday night. Yeah. That's and empty. I remember walking out of the X. It was ten o'clock mm-hmm. on a Friday night. There was nothing open. Yeah. yeah. The only place that was still open was uh, the the truck park. Sure, and that's not that's not even just one spot. Yeah. That's a spot with multiple things yeah, inside no, of it. No Bohemian, but nothing no. nothing else was open. I yeah, mean, even that's Burger weird. Burger Moe's was closed. Sure, um, every, everything. I don't even think Reed's was still open. Yeah, Oof. that's um, not good. I when I lived downtown St. Paul in two thousand, um, I, I lived down in Lower oh, Town. Yeah, and I would go jogging in the middle of the night by myself, and I had the entire town, not a car in sight, not a person in sight. Really, and it would be you know at like midnight I'd go running right, and I was like, well, this is weird, and and, and at midnight night when I was coming home from someplace, I would just drive through the red lights. There was not a moment you'd even think about stopping because there'd be no one there. Right. So you'd slow down, obviously, sure, you'd sure. Kinda, just to make sure. But it would Swerve be for a pedestrian yeah, every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. um, you know who's having a really bad day? Oof. A whole bunch of people. Your girl, Nikki Haley. Really? What did she do? I Are had you not, unaware of this whole I, situation? I, I've, I've been on the road for four days. I, I don't suppose. know. Oh. So... Joe often, Joe Sushri, that mm-hmm. is, Joe often accuses me of um, paying way too much attention to social media. Okay. And there may or may not be some truth to that. But unfortunately, as I've tried to explain to Joe, that's where a lot of our breaking news comes from. Yeah, and that's your title. And, and then it's validated, you know, with, with a credible story sure. on a credible <laughs> news site, mm-hmm. whether you think they're credible you know, or not, whether you think they have an agenda mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. don't. So one of the things that I do enjoy about social media is when somebody famous tweets something out and you don't understand the reference and then everybody else takes that tweet oh, no. and runs wild oh, with it. Oh no, what happened? And I can't believe she did this to begin with, but Nikki Haley tweeted out the following. <laughs> 12 fellas down, one to go. <laughs> what? Meaning... Um, there was only one more person, and it, okay, I'm I'm gonna guess sure, this is what she sure. meant. She meant to say, uh, twelve fellas have dropped out of yep. the Republican nomination yep. process, and there was only one to go, meaning former President mm. Donald Trump. Let's just put it this way: there was a lot of people who had some great sport with that particular sentence. <laughs> And it may or may not have had to do with a sexual nature. You think that sounds kind of sexual? But that's what I. That's what I was going to get back mm-hmm. to is, either she got some really bad advice, or she's just really that stupid. And but, here's what I mean by that. Okay. Just let me finish because I know where you're going to go. 
How can you possibly think, even if it's not even you that's putting this out sure. there, you're you have a because you're you know you're running for the Republican nomination, meaning you have a team behind you, meaning mm. you have a campaign staffer whose sole job is to 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 tweet things out and get interest and and funding behind your campaign. Yeah. So someone on your staff, whether it was you or not, someone on your staff thought, you know what? In this girl power generation, yeah, twelve down. Do you know what we're gonna say? Twelve. If you had just said twelve down, uh, one to go, that would have worked. That might have yep. worked, but I yep. think people still would have had sport with sure, that. Yeah. When you tweet out twelve fellas down, one to go, that means one of two things. Again, either you're really stupid, or the person running this social media account went bleep this Nikki Haley. And, I'm, and I'm one done thing with this that anyway. I'm trying to think of the people that were running for president weren't there. Other females? I'm trying to think of the out of the twelve people running. Oh, there, that I don't know. I but don't there had remember. to be, so it wasn't wasn't twelve fellas necessarily. So I wonder what she meant. I wonder what she what because she would be smart enough to not use the term fellas if there was other you women know, running. Also, she couldn't have been the only one running running for the you know, Republican National just Convention. Looking at some of the comments. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Is your husband aware? Oh no. Oh, things no. like that. In fact, you remember the uh, the police officer. That was fired from her job. Um, you'll remember her face, but mm. uh, she was surfaced and she said, um, "Amateur, you know things. Oh yeah, things like yeah. that." So I just thought, boy, that's a case of someone on her staff really doesn't like her, or someone on her staff is really just that or stupid. no press is bad press. And now we're talking about it because she has kind of fallen off the face of the earth, right? Well, I mean, in in oh, you're a, saying this is one last. I mean, well, it couldn't even be one last. It could just be like, I'm going to go ahead and make these things. That Her her base doesn't care that she said that. Okay. This is Twitter. That's this true. just puts her back on the trending topics, right? She probably hadn't been trending for days. When when Trump, uh, did you talk on the Garage Logic podcast, our sister podcast? Mm-hmm. Should we call it our older brother podcast? Probably. Yeah, our older brother podcast, the, the Garage Logic podcast. Did you guys talk about Trump's $355 million fine? Well, th- I think it broke. After the show on Friday, and then, right, didn't it break yeah, late in the day yeah, on Friday? Yeah, I, I think so. And then, obviously, with what happened yesterday, that's what we led the show with. It, so. it seems so... But I do believe Johnny Johnny had it in a newscast. In I a just don't remember okay. when. So, yeah, but, so to answer your question, yes, I believe it did come up. I, I find it to be so odd that a state can go after a president or anyone for no crime, right, no damages. No one was hurt. The banks that got the loans that Trump slightly or dramatically inflated the values of his buildings against as collateral wants to do business with him again, right? So technically there's no one hurt, gets a $355 million fine to President Trump. Who's going to get that money, Reverse? Well, Who gets nobody, that money? Nobody. No. <laughs> New York does. Okay. Right? And that doesn't seem quite right. Well, I do think, I, I mean, I, this may be a stretch. I do think New York has some problems. Yeah, but if you think of this, let, let me, I, I want to walk through this for just a little Please. bit because no, I find this, this r- super repugnant, right? So they said that Trump inflated the value of his real estate to get these loans at a different rate and 
Um, and then he paid back the money, and the banks that did the did the deal said, hey, we still want to do business with him because he paid back the money. It, it all worked out great for us. And they're saying that the banks were so stupid. They were so stupid that they didn't know that they could hire somebody and say, hey, what is one Trump Tower worth? Oh, Trump says it's worth $10 billion. Oh, it's actually worth a billion? Oh, uh, it's like the bank is so childish and stupid that they wouldn't do any due diligence what them, uh, themselves sure. to, to value the property. And it is so weird that they can extort from someone, whether it's Trump or not. I don't like this, right? And other developers in New York are saying, wait, how did this, what happened now? Because it's a very common practice, common practice for people to inflate the value. But you inflate the value, and then an appraiser comes around and says, oh, you thought it was worth $10 million. We think it's worth $5 million. Let's call it 7 and a half. And the bank says, sure, right? And that's probably exactly what happened in this. And they're going to try to steal $355 million from him for this. Yet there's no one hurt. He paid everything ba- back. The people that the, the state is saying they're protecting are the banks that want to go do more deals with him. What is something's wrong with that? Yeah. And people should be freaking out. They're extorting 355 million bucks from somebody. I get it. People hate him. People hate him. Take that out of the take. I, I, I don't care who it is that I don't think is right. And then where does that money go? That's what I really want to know. Where does the fine of 355 million dollars go to? That's a big dollar amount. Well, it, it would go to the suing entity. So in this particular case, would it be the state of state New York? State of New York. Okay. Yeah, that seems like not... The state should go ahead and collect taxes for revenue, not go after people. And, I mean, this this will be uh, questioned in court, right? They'll, they'll go back and they'll go to the next court and the next court, although he has to come up with... $30 million, 10% of it, like in the next 30 days. and you Almost know, like a bond situation? Yeah, Trump is a really rich guy, but a lot of rich guys don't have $30 million. Trump, I think, said he had $400 million in cash, so he could come up with this. But he did do something that I think is brilliant. He came out with a Trump shoe. Have you seen that? <laughs> it was... Uh... It was brought up, I believe, during a break, and only the Garage Logic Town Council was able to uh, to hear this discussion. The, yes. the NFTs that he had, the baseball cards, no thank you. His gold Trump shoes with the United States flag <laughs> up on the top with gold God. laces. Yeah. Right now, I would buy a pair. They're four hundred bucks. They're long sold out. A thousand pairs of them sold out instantaneously. And you know what Trump is thinking when they sold out instantaneously? Why didn't we make 5,000 pairs, right. right? Round two. Round two. <laughs> because, you know, he has to do something to get some money and, and go for it. Again, I want to make this super clear. I don't care. I don't care that it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it was Joe Biden. I care that it doesn't seem right. Something's not right. If he did this and there was somebody, if he screwed somebody, go after him, go get him. But the people that the state is saying he screwed saying are saying, no. We would like to continue doing business with him. It was good for us. It was good for us. We want to, we'll do more deals with him. Sure. Like how do we, something's wrong with and, that. And I, I guess I'm sorry. I just, I just don't know personally enough about the situation sure. because my first reaction when I saw it is, well, no one's going to see any of this. It's the same thing. It, it, it's just a different stratosphere in a world that the rest of us live in, right? Yeah. It's just a completely different world. But somebody's using the courts. They're using court fare, right? Instead of warfare, it's court fare. They're putting yeah. somebody through this, and it's not good. You don't want to start that because it can come back and bite you really, really, really hard. Although I did love, I, and I don't know who to give this credit to. It was either the Babylon Bee or the mm-hmm. Onion or somebody, but it had a picture of Trump wearing the new shoes. Trump shoes. Yeah. And it showed him in an image saying Donald in a, in an or what was it in a in a recast of the uh, of the results 
Donald Trump wins 2024 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Oh, perfect. And it was great because it, yeah. it had him, you know, thunder dunking. Yep. It, was, it, yeah. was, it was very funny. Some sharp shoes, weren't they? Oh, not, uh, not, you not wear those I to your own. kids' basketball team. Look at me. Hey, look at me. Trump shoes. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would really appreciate it. His name is Mike Fredoloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will do this again next week. And until then, cheers.